how do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. I have a very special guest with me today. And once again, this is your host, Ryan Staley. I have Jonathan Finkelstein. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of Credly, hot off the presses, just got acquired by Pearson a few days ago, He's a, which incredibly is a nationally recognized innovator in workforce development and learning. They've issued over 50 million credential badges, was a crunch base, top 50 hottest tech company, and a Deloitte Fast 500 company. Jonathan has done some pretty cool things in his past. He co-founded Horizon Live, which was acquired by Blackboard and Learning Times. He's co-authored numerous articles, and on top of it, he authored the book Learning in Real Time. Jonathan, welcome, man. Happy to have you on. Thank you, Ryan. It's uh, it's exciting to be with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super stoked, man. Just the timing of it all. Uh, I've never. I don't know. You might be the first guest I've had that just got their company acquired literally like two days before I recorded. So so we're we might have to get into this, but I saw some pretty cool things with the press release that was issued on Reuters. So, um, but before we get into kind of your background, I want to do a quick rundown. So like we normally do to start the show. So to kick things off, I saw in the press release that you were about 13.3 million in, in revenue. So that's awesome. Um, what about your go-to-market strategy, man? What's your, your go-to-market strategy? So uh, Credly's um, purpose in the world is to help people achieve their full potential on the basis of their skills and what they can actually do. And the way we go about that is to help businesses make better human capital decisions by giving them access to trusted information about what people actually know and can do. So we go to market by reaching uh, businesses and organizations that assess people's learning and skills. They license our uh, product on a subscription basis to be able to reach the people that they certify and to distribute their credentials in a digital form that helps people connect to opportunities, new jobs, promotions, career changes, new learning opportunities. That's awesome. So I don't really need to get in your solution because you just nailed it. So uh, what about your team size? How big is your team? So our team is about 90 people and growing rapidly. We grew well over 40% in the last 12 months and uh, we're continuing that pace of growth. How about, okay, so that's awesome. And I assume the the uh, acquisitional fuel of that. Are you, were you prior to, to getting acquired, were you bootstrapped or backed? So, you know, we uh, we started the company in late 2012, brought our first product to market in 2013. So the company's been been building for over nine years. Um, the first four years, we were completely bootstrapped, um, funded the company the good old fashioned way by b- building products that customers wanted to buy. Uh, we set a goal for ourselves before we would consider taking on outside capital. And really, we're, we're looking for first and foremost uh, people as business partners who cared about the same things we did, who shared our values, who uh, cared about the mission. Um, second thing was we wanted to have a uh, be at a point in which the company could be or was profitable, so that the the capital would be additive to what we could do. Um, and uh, and so together with with uh, with great values and partners uh, being profitable and 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 actually being able to uh, demonstrate some kind of product market fit. Uh, we brought in our first outside investors in 2016 and then did a, a series of subsequent uh, rounds uh, with both uh, venture investors, strategics, and even some nonprofits that were making their very first investments in a for-profit company. 
Wow, I've never heard that model. How did that happen? That's 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 the first time. That's the first timer on this show. So we might have a writer downer here. <laughs> what, what, how did that happen? Well, you know, uh, credibly, um, as uh, you, you heard me describe a bit of our, our, our mission, we are a very mission driven organization. We think that by scaling our impact in the world, we can scale our business, and that if you think about impact on people and people's lives um, in mm-hmm. in a way that will affect people globally, the the financial results follow. Um, and so, um, you know, the, we, we were working uh, with uh, both socially, social impact oriented venture investors, but we're also very active in the community uh, around uh, using credentials as a way of connecting people to better lives. Uh, and so there are a number of foundations and groups that care about that too. One of them is a group called the Lumina Foundation, which is a uh, $1.5 billion foundation focused squarely on helping at least 60% of Americans uh, by 2025 have a high quality post-secondary uh, credential that helps them get get a job. And so they are thinking about all the different tools in their arsenal uh, from doing grants and uh, supporting program development uh, up, and, up to uh, including investing in companies. And so we were their very first investment uh, uh, in, in that program and, and others like City and Guilds and the Strata Education Network uh, also joined as, as nonprofit investors in our work. Wow. It's, I didn't even know there was a, a foundation like that. That's really cool. I'm like, so I'm I'm, I'm going to geek out on this a little bit, a little bit tangent. I'm a nerd about uh, education and learning and growth. And, you know, I got it's so funny. I hit that streak when I was younger and then I kind of got out of it because I was just like grinding, 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 working, working. And I kind of like forgot about it. And then I got like basically I had to rebuild myself from the inside out because I didn't like the direction my life was going because I was just working so much. I wasn't happy. Right. And education and like growth and learning was one of the key things that brought me out of that. Right. Relationships, personal relationships and that. So I think that's really, really cool that there's, there's something associated with that. Um, so, so like, did you start off the business? Like, so you, you kind of gave me a good understanding of, of where you're at now. The other thing I, I wanted to ask too Jonathan is how did the acquisition happen then? If you, if you went down that path, you got some rounds, you got a nonprofit investing, you're doing really well. How did the, the acquisition happen? And I know there's some stuff you could share, some stuff you can't, but just high level, like how, how does that happen? How does that work? Especially from a company, the size of Pearson. Yeah. So um, over the last year or two, Credly has been growing very rapidly, both in terms of uh, revenue, um, but also in terms of customers and the number of people earning credentials on our platform. You mentioned that we have over 50 million credentials. Those have been issued by over 2,000 organizations. The company's uh, team, as I mentioned, has been growing. So we've been focused very much on, you know, clearly we're at the, the 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 nexus of a lot of trends within labor market. People are seeking shorter form credentials. And as you described, thinking about your interest in learning and how it can help connect you to the right next step in your life. A lot of people over the last year or two have really been rethinking um, what it is they want to do in the world. What are they good at? There's been a lot of disruption and people have been forced out of jobs or into new careers. There's also been a really um, uh, 
renewed focus on, on greater equity in the workplace when it comes to uh, helping people um, have upward mobility based on what they actually can do and not on arbitrary things like how long they've worked somewhere and, and whether they went to college or not, and certainly what they look like and what their gender or race is. And so all of these things have really contributed to Credly's growth. In short, there's been a growing demand for what we do. So we um, we spent the time to put our, our forward strategy together to think about where we would go next if we could uh, accelerate what we were doing. That led us to uh, uh, ultimately a capital raise process in which we were meeting with a, a range of potential partners, some amazing organizations and individuals. And among the mix were um, some strategics that saw some potential in us uh, that uh, aligned with their work. In short, we were really looking for who was the right partner for the next stage of growth for Credly. Uh, and at the end of the day, um, uh, our friends at, at Pearson uh, were the most uh, perfectly aligned both with who we are and what we're doing uh, in terms of who they are and where they're going. Um, it also happened to be uh, a, a partner of Credly's that was already a strategic investor in our company. Okay, that makes sense then. That's that's fantastic that that worked out that way. And obviously, I mean, I'm not positive on, and I, I don't know massive in-depth, you know, all the details of what Pearson does for every business unit, but I can imagine there's an exponential amount of strategic partner benefits that you have from from getting acquired with them, just with all their business lines and things like that. It, 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 there is, and and one of the areas um, that that Pearson has been very open about uh, very recently is their their new uh, division around workforce skills, and and Credly will be a, a real integral part of uh, meeting people where they're at in the workplace and helping them to upskill and connect to opportunities. So it's a really perfect fit. Okay, so let, let me switch gears a little bit. So what's what's your primary mechanism for growing revenue right now? So um, so the core of Credly's business and the engine of our, our growth uh, over the years um, has been our, um, uh, our sales to uh, organizations that issue credentials. So these are assessment providers. These are industry associations. These are businesses with product certifications um, and increasingly businesses who want to upskill and certify their own employees. Um, and so we have a, 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 a really amazing sales team, which are experts not only in what we do, but that have a vertical specialty as well, so that we can help contextualize the value that Credly brings into different industries. And we do operate across a whole range of industries. And so um, we, uh, uh, we, we, uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of our business comes inbound from us being the leader in a space that we essentially created that didn't exist uh, before Credly started our business in 2012. So um, we, we really uh, benefit a lot from having created the field and have spent a lot of time trying to be good stewards of the concept and being thought leaders. Um, and we provide a lot of content and a lot of uh, free resources uh, to the ecosystem. And that in turn is rewarded by people who are interested in, in being on our network. Um, we also um, uh, are very specific about trying to reach out to specific organizations. A lot of the customers on our network are there because individuals said, hey, I completed a training course. I earned a certification from this group. I have all of my other credentials on Credly. Uh, and they create uh, the groundswell or the impetus for an organization to, to join our network as well. That's really cool. So so basically what you're doing is you have like an, in, an inbound, I don't want to say lead machine, right? With the end users, whether they stay at the company 
or they shift companies because they raise their hands. And so it's got to be, I don't want to say easy because nothing's ever easy, right? When you <laughs> when you go to execute it, when you're talking about the scale that we are. But effectively what it is, is like, you know, you, you start to see it popping up. You got 30 people certified from, and I'm just picking a name, Google, right? And then you're like, hey, uh, you reach out to Google and you're like, we've noticed that you have 30 people that are accredited here. Here's some opportunities to grow this. And is that kind of the idea that that works in play uh, absolutely i mean that that certainly figures into the into how uh, how the the growth begets the growth um google's a great example google uh, as many of your listeners may know uh recently introduced a, a whole series of grow with google certificates on uh topics related to data analytics and product and project management uh and and a range of other very in-demand uh, skill areas for for jobs that in some cases didn't even exist a, a few years ago, um, and so um, we partner with uh, with companies like Google and with those who distribute their content, so that when people earn those credentials, uh, complete those courses, they can more readily connect to the jobs that are waiting for them on the other side or to the promotions within their own company. I love that. So. So let's take a step back. Let's let's go back in the, the time machine and kind of where it all started. You decided to find found a company, right? Or create a company. And so like how did that process work when you're going from zero to a million? Did you start off consulting? Did you start off I, I mean creating the product right away? How did you go from zero to one million when you first started? Um that's a good question. It's a it's a it's a fun time machine to get into, especially on a week like this when we uh, we just had <laughs> such a, an exciting milestone that marks the next chapter. Um, in terms of you know getting started, so Credly is 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 the third tech company in the workforce skill space that I've had a a hand in 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 founding. Um, the prior two companies, the first was a tech uh, company that uh, essentially pioneered the kinds of tech you and I are using to record this podcast today, Ryan, um, real-time online meetings. And um, that was a company at which I got to play the role of essentially the head product strategist, figuring out how to bring to market, where the features should go, who the partnership should be. Had a great experience understanding how to develop and grow a business, uh, especially in a space where the concept was new to everybody. People had not heard audio or video coming out of their computers before. I know it seems bizarre, but there was a time when that was really <laughs> novel. And that was uh, where I learned a lot about market creation. Uh, and then at the second uh, company, we focused more on helping get behind brands who already had audiences, but had a mission to help people upskill at scale. And so we acted in a lot of ways, like a general contractor behind the scenes to bring the best tech, but let the brands shine and help develop strategies uh, for, for scaling their programs globally. And, and so there we got a lot of exposure to lots of different ways that companies and nonprofits and other organizations operate, scale their impact, and how you make tech decisions. But that was a more service-oriented company. And so by the time we founded Credly, it was really a combination of the experience that we had developed in both of those settings brought uh, you know, as, as uh, uh, brought to bear on the mission, which was becoming very clear to us, there was a really strong need for, which was a realization that everybody was out there innovating on how you reached people with learning materials and skilling opportunities. But at the end of the day, nobody had touched 
arguably the most important part of that whole process, which is what do you actually have to show for it at the end? The state of the art was still at best like a paper certificate saying, good job, attaboy, girl, you completed this thing. And it had one line on it, which basically like had the name of the course and that was it. And if you were lucky, it was a PDF. Um, and so <laughs> for us, it was, there's gotta be a better way of recording the, the, these important outcomes, bringing transparency data to it. Um, and, 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 and perhaps most importantly, portability so that when you earn a credential, it's not like the paper on a frame, you know, hanging on the wall behind you or eventually in a drawer or the waste paper basket. It's actually working for you in real time while you're sleeping to find opportunities for you that where people want your skills. So, so a lot of this in, in terms of your question, like growing this, getting to a million, um, was first helping people understand there was a problem that was worth solving, uh, and 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 recognizing that that the answer to this wasn't just a piece of software that made a digital version of that certificate, but a networked approach that would actually connect people to to a broader array of opportunities while returning data to the people who were who were using our product. So, um, a lot of thought leadership, uh, a lot of talking to people and customers experimenting uh, and ultimately in bringing product to market very quickly trying to understand um, what were the features um, that were valuable enough that people would organizations would be willing to part uh, with some of their precious budgets um, and so um, figuring out that right balance um, was a good part of the first few years um, but we very quickly honed in on 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 the fact that this was super important problem to solve. The data that we were being asked to be entrusted with was among the most important data that organizations deal with. It's about their people uh, and that people were looking for an enterprise grade relationship and product to manage uh, all of this. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like the market and then the services approach prior really helped you know, or not, not a a million percent no, but really have a strong sense of, of what was needed and what was missing. And you experimented on both sides prior, just organically by by growing and doing what you did. Is that, would you say that's a good summary of that? that that's a really good summary. And, you know, we also explored at the early stages, uh, sort of a freemium, a freemium model uh, all the way up to ultimately uh, an enterprise offering and found the right, the right mix for the different cross-section of, of customers that we knew we needed to solve for to make this work. Because at the end of the day, people learn in all different kinds of settings. They may learn from a mm-hmm. two-person training company, or they may earn a product certification from Microsoft or Amazon or, or, or Google um, that may issue um, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of, of credentials. And so we needed a solution that could, in order to tell the full story of somebody's skills, needed to have entry points across that spectrum for the customers. Hmm. So, so for the lower end, let's say the non-enterprise companies that, that have your solution, the individual, is that a freemium model at that level or... Is there a charge to kind of upkeep your credentials? We ultimately moved away from the freemium model um, in, in that we found that the issuing of credentials was a serious business problem for 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 every organization that that was um, really working on creating positive outcomes for the people they serve. Um, and have found too that at least e- even though it's a, a modest entry point uh, for any organization, um, that the level of service we provide. Uh, the the quality of the product um, 
you know, it, uh, it makes it makes sense to have to have a price associated even with our, mm-hmm. our lowest entry point. It also helps with the quality of the credentials on our network. Um, not that an individual uh, creating their own program is necessarily doomed to create bad credentials, but we do focus on resume-worthy achievements. We're trying to create sharper, better signals in the labor market for who's got what mm-hmm. skills. And we find that organizations that um, that even if they're budgeting a small amount, but are budgeting anything, uh, are are likely taking seriously the fact that these credentials say as much about the person who earned them as they do about the the customer, the issuer, and what they value in the world. So having a, a modest uh, entry point on price uh, has been an important way to ensure that uh, we have a serious, and ex- we actually have a relationship with the issuer. We can verify that their organization is a is a legitimate organization, and it brings greater trust to the network, and that accrues benefit to everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. People who who pay pay attention, and then yeah, it probably weeds out a lot of garbage in terms of just random, you know. <laughs> accreditations for different things. Yeah. So there's a place for gamified, you know, badges like good job, great job. You know, I, I tend to think of those as like where it's the audience, it's an audience of one, it's the person who earned it. And it's nice to feel great and to get a gold star. And I think there's a, uh, there are great tools for that. We think about the things that you would likely want to put on your resume that would help you connect to the right next opportunity. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that totally makes sense, especially through the frame that, that you're looking at it. And I mean, I think I saw a stat that like on average, only 40% or maybe it's like 37% of people actually do what they graduated college for. And what is that's like less than 20% are happy with it. So, so um, you factor that on top of it, that I would say the rate in which people change jobs is probably faster than it's ever been. Um, totally signifies a need for it. Do you, do you leverage blockchain technology for integrity purposes with, with your solution as well, or no? So we, we do have blockchain technology built into our product. Um, we, uh, Credly uh, is, I wouldn't call Credly a blockchain company. Uh, we are, a, right. we are a, a, you know, if you're looking for a category, you're probably more in the HR tech space. And, um, and so blockchain is a part of what we do in terms of providing extra level of, of, uh, of, of validation and, 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 uh, uh, and and, val- uh, and verification uh, of the credentials. Um, so it's there, but I wouldn't say it's a central part of why uh, of what customers are are looking for. Um, all of the benefits of blockchain are, are very well manifested in what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could say you're a blockchain company. It made your value go up another five x, ten x, right? <laughs> it's like you slap AI in front of your your uh, solution's name, and then that throws things up. You there blockchain are, AI. There you are know? definitely those who do that. Our general strategy has been, you know, actual <laughs> customer value and and let, let valuations take care of themselves. So, so uh, let me ask you this, and and you got the wheels turning here as we're kind of going through. What's the number one? single biggest reason why individuals want to use your solution? Individuals. Um, so so not the customer per se, but the actual individual earning a, a credential. The number one reason, I would say, look, uh, virtually everyone who engages in learning or taking an assessment or getting a certification has some positive benefit they have in mind uh, that they hope to achieve by doing it. You don't invest the time or the energy, or in some cases, the money, uh, unless there's something good that's going to happen to you on the other end. 
And Credly is very much focused on ensuring that that happens. And, and most people who earn a certification will see a positive benefit in their career within two or three months of having earned it. We're there to make sure that that happens, that it happens in a way that connects you to the right opportunity. Uh, and that, you know, in the same way that, you know, you, you go into a, a candy store and see what you can buy with the dollar in your pocket, we want people to understand what their human capital is actually worth. What can you do with it? How can you spend it? What opportunities are waiting to recognize who you are and what you do? So it's it's a positive career benefit. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think it's, there's huge upside to that. Uh, and then my next question is, okay, you just sold your company for $200 million per the press release. What's next? So what's next for uh, Credly and, and for me um, is to keep building. You know, we were looking for a partner to invest in our growth. And we're very, as I said earlier, very mission driven. We know exactly what we want to do uh, to grow Credly. And we've got a partner that said, that's what we want you to do. So we're, we're, we didn't skip a beat. We enjoyed the accolades for a day or two earlier this week. And uh, but uh, everyone is right back to the same objectives and key results we had for the first quarter and for this year. So we're, we're just, we're just building and we're doing so with amazing new partners who want to help us do it faster. Okay. Excellent. Um, what, what would you say, like getting into that over that eight figure kind of range or in that eight figure range, what, like, what's, what's your number one single biggest challenge once you hit that? Cause there's, there's obviously those different chunks of growth where there's different problems at different stages. And so once you pass the, you know, the, the 10 million mark, once again, this was highlighted in the press release, you know, what, what's, what's the single biggest problem that you ran into? That's a good question, Ryan. Um, so I, you know, I, I, it's funny, you know, you asked about the first million. Now you're asking about what happens after the first 10, um, it, you're always thinking about that next, that next hurdle and what it takes to, to get there. Um, I think, you know, certainly when you're 90 employees and, and, and at the revenues that we are, you're thinking about what does your organization look like when you're 500 people? Um, what does your product look like in terms of a, a, a platform into which all sorts of new opportunities can plug in and, and, and grow? So you know that the business that you have today is the foundation for all of the expectations you have for yourself and others have for you. I think the, the biggest thing for me that, that um, touches everything else is, are your values clear? Do, because I think having clear values can solve virtually every other problem. One of the things we did around the point where we hit that revenue mark was we revisited and redocumented what we cared about and what was uniquely Credly's way of doing things in the world. We kind of, you know, we had our list. It was the list we had from our earliest founding days. We had acquired a company in 2018. Uh, we brought those two companies and cultures together, but we never had gone back and really said, what do we stand for? And to us, values were two things. It's what do we stand for out in the world? And also, um, how do we operate in internally? And we wanted values that spoke to both of those. So I would say that that investment, which actually was, you know, six to 10 months of of, of workshopping and collecting different stakeholders before we finalized, distributed, and then socialized them uh, was probably the most important piece. Because if you have the values right, 
it helps you figure out how to do interviews, uh, mm-hmm. what you actually look for. For us, one of our most important values is a sense of empowerment and ownership. We want to foster that among everybody that we have on our team and among our customers and, and the earners of credentials. And so what does that look like? It means you want to find people who are self-starters, people who care about the mission, people who, if they're left alone by themselves to make a decision, make make the decision that that uh, that's square with what the company stands for. So getting the values right, I would say, was the biggest and most important piece at that trend, at that threshold. Excellent. Well, I, I, that's a really unique answer and not what I was expecting you to say. So that's, I love it. I think it's great. Um, I'm going to, we're just about up on time. So I'm going to do a quick fast fire and then I want you to share where people could connect with you, where they could get credly if they want to and, um, take it from there. So, uh, what would you say, who's, who's the number one, founder, the best founder or CEO that you follow? Oh, um, this is a fast round. So can I say it's my, my, uh, my new boss, Andy Bird, uh, <laughs> at, at Pearson, yeah. uh, love what he's doing with the company and can't wait to be part of it. <laughs> Your nose is a little brown, but that's okay. We'll let you have that one. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of the reasons, uh, you know, we had choices here and we chose Pearson as much as they chose us. And the leadership there is one of the main reasons. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, okay. So I'm just joking with you. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite podcast or show that you listen to or watch? Uh, favorite. Po- I love how I built this with Guy Raz. Um, that's one of my favorites. I love how it introduces me to stories and industries that are so different from my own. I love applying the lessons, uh, that I, I, I derive from those founders in my own work. That's great. Yeah. I've, I've listened to some of this stuff. I got to go back to that. Uh, okay. And then what's your favorite online tool? Favorite online tool. Ooh, well, so many of the online tools I use have certifications on Credly's platform. So <laughs> almost all of them are customers, uh, but I'll pick one. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I love uh, my favorite online tool. I mean, well, uh, Google um, Calendar is like underrated in so many ways. Like I run my life through there. I just added the world clock widget to the side of my calendar. Oh, there you go. With folks in Sydney and London and, and uh, as well as the U.S. So. Cool, man. All right. Well, Jonathan, this was awesome. I really appreciated your insight and your journey. And I I think you, you added tremendous value for, for everyone listening. So where can people find you? Where can they find out more about Credly? And then let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, So uh, go to credly.com, C-R-E-D, like credential, L-Y.com, credly.com. That's a great place to learn about what we do. uh, And um, even come on in, create an account. You can search for some of our customers' Uh, credentials and see if there might be something you might like to earn. And uh, you can, of course, find me uh, on Credly. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm just Jonathan Finkelstein at Credly. Excellent. Well, thanks for being on the show. It was a pleasure. Ryan, thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.